back, y'all, to the Creative Collision Podcast. It's your host, Saeed, here. Uh, I'm just doing a solo podcast today. No will, no behind on this one. Uh, just me, myself, and I. Um, doing a quick podcast for you guys just to get some content out there. Uh, I want to go over the, the um, 2020 Oscar winners. Uh, Oscars just passed this, this Sunday, and um, I just want to talk about that a little bit uh, since it's uh, still pretty recent. Get a uh, episode out there for you guys talk about my thoughts and I might get into some some other stuff maybe some some NBA talk as well but um uh yeah man I want to get a podcast out there to talk about the Oscar winners and um I uh, just want to congratulate uh Bon Joon-ho and and Parasite for winning best picture um that's a historical win that's a big deal uh first international film to to win the you know the big award to win the Oscar for best picture and um uh pretty exciting man um that was that was a, a great movie definitely and uh and you know i want to talk about the oscars um on this podcast um and it's something that i normally i don't normally talk movies and, and i normally don't pay attention to oscars i mean we do you know we, you've heard us if you if you've heard our previous podcast you know we talked about you know the joker and um star wars and and uh some of you know the bigger box office movies that that hit and uh we you know we we talked about those in uh, a little bit but uh we don't really get into too much detail but um you know this year i i I, for the first time in a while i actually paid attention to the oscars like uh not i didn't watch the award show i was working but like what i mean by i paid attention to the oscars this year is that i paid attention to the nominees this year um i was actually like all into who was nominated and and who was a favorite and all the like leading all the like the talk and like everything leading up to the Oscars who the the front runners were the um the favorites were and I think the reason why I was more into um all the, the Oscar nominations and all the performances and you know just I was into it more this year is because there was a lot of great movies in 2019 and um I saw a pretty good amount of great movies so out of all the Oscar nominations for Best Picture, I mean, you know, I I'm not a huge movie buff. I mean, I you know I wouldn't put myself with the, you know, the critics up there. Um, but I saw you know I saw Joker, I saw um, Parasite, I saw The Irishman, I saw uh, Marriage Story. Um, so I saw about most of the I saw most of the. Um, Best Picture nominations. I didn't see Jojo Rabbit. I didn't see um, um, 1917. I haven't seen that yet. But Ford v Ferrari. But I think I saw the rest of the movies that were nominated. Um, Almost Upon a Time in Hollywood. I saw that as well. So so I can feel like I can kind of talk about like what, what movies were the best and and uh, what should have won. And, uh, and Parasite should have won, man. Um, you know, it it is definitely and I just saw it not too long ago it's definitely like a deserving movie and uh everything in that movie was great uh all the actors were amazing uh it was shot so well it was it was a very clean like two hour movie like no no wasted time uh great cinematography great shots great directing um a great message about like upper class lower class and and um society and the way we uh you know the way we treat people 
the way we look at certain things. So it was a movie that makes you think. It's a smart movie. It's at times a little scary, at times like really funny. Like it's uh, you know very just very entertaining, like entertaining, but at the same time very deep movie. So um, yeah, just uh, I, I thought that was a great great uh, pick and. And it was a great story that it won because uh, I know the favorite was like 1917, and I heard a lot about that movie. But you know, we've you know we've seen. I don't say that we've seen that type of movie, but you know that, that genre of movie, the war movie, and, and I know 1917 was uh, getting a lot of credit for the way it was shot. But um, I'm really glad Parasite won, and um, and yeah, I mean, I mean, I was up there, definitely one of the best movies. Uh, and it was such a deep class. I, I wouldn't have been mad and if you know other movies had won. Um, Irish Man was probably my favorite movie last year, and that's mostly because I just love Scorsese movies and I love uh, Robert De Niro and 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 that mob genre. So I'm always gonna be like a stickler for that type of movie. And uh, that was probably my favorite movie, but uh i could see why parasite won and i and also would have if they would have uh picked a different movie um you know there's there's an argument for just about every movie a marriage story there's an argument for i thought that was an amazing movie and um and yeah man congratulations to parasite for for winning best picture um let me uh yeah let me know what you guys think about that what do you, if you thought another movie was more deserving or if you thought you know uh, Parasite should have won and and they got it right this time and why you think they they got it right um other things that happened there was a uh, you know no surprise Joaquin Phoenix winning best actor for Joker and he had all the momentum going into it so no surprise there um a very deep class uh for best actor um almost any other year like I can see anybody else in that category w- could have won if it was like any other year but you know it was Joaquin's time and and uh he had such an amazing performance and nobody was going to be him so no no shock there um you know I, I was uh I think Adam Driver was really great in Mary's Story so um I think his time will come soon he's still a young actor and he and he's piling up the nomination so his time will come soon this is only Joaquin's first Oscar and this is you know a guy that's been doing this for a long time and and it was you know he was due for sure and um it's crazy man he's he's so so good and I don't even think Joker's his best performance I think man I think he's just as good if not better and the master uh he was amazing in her of course Gladiator and and uh yeah man so he was long overdue for this so he definitely deserved it and uh, congratulations to Joaquin Phoenix for that. Um, I didn't really have any problems with a lot of uh, uh, the voting as far as who won. Uh, I don't think any anybody that won that that was undeserving or somebody that got uh, you know when it came to the nominations, there was people that got snubbed like um, Adam Sandler for Uncut Gems or Eddie Murphy and Dolomite's My Name or just you know those movies didn't even get recognition themselves and. Uh, Lupita Youngo and uh and um and us, she was definitely snubbed for a nomination. So, um, uh, but when it came to the actual winners, I don't, 
I don't think uh, there was anybody that, that won that didn't deserve to win. Uh, Laura Dern for supporting actress. That was, no, she was great in Mary's story. Um, Renee Zellweger and Judy. Uh, Brad Pitt and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That was, I thought he was great in that. So I definitely wasn't mad at that. And uh, he, it was kind of his time too, where he's never won an acting Oscar. So, so he was overdue for that. The rest of the people and that, you know, he was he was up against like OG legends. You know, like he, you had uh, Anthony Hopkins, who of course has won before. Joe Pesci has won before. Al Pacino, of course, has won before. So he was like. You know, he was up against like the OGs uh, that that uh, already won Oscars. So it was definitely time for Brad Pitt to win his and a role that, you know, he's become such a great actor. A guy that was looked at as when he was younger, just, um, you know, the the hot guy. But nobody really took him like that seriously. He was just like that, you know, blockbuster guy and, you know, made a lot of big, big budget movies and made a lot of money. But wasn't taking that as serious as like, you know, uh, all the, like the, the great actors that people or actors that people were considered great. So it's good to see him kind of like age into this, like very skilled and versatile actor that he's become. Um, um, so yeah, man, um, pretty, pretty well overall, you know, Oscars were, were good. Um, uh, great movies in 2019. We can only hope that 2020 we have, you know, is this anything? If 2020 is anything like 2019, then it's gonna be another great year in cinema. So, uh, just want to give uh, my thoughts on that real quick. Um, congratulate the winners, and uh, and uh, maybe we'll have another episode when maybe we debate this. If we'll have different opinions on who still won, but I thought I thought it was great. I thought the Oscars. I, I thought a lot of the winners and were deserving and um and uh yeah so we'll leave it at that it's a quick quick topic quick one for you guys there and um yeah let's let's move on all right next thing i want to actually talk about um j electronica j electronica announced that he's dropping He's finally going to drop his album. Um, if you guys don't know who J Electronica is, uh, I don't blame you, <laughs> especially if you're younger. J Electronica uh, is a rapper from New Orleans. He he uh, had a mixtape back in the day, and he, and, um, he signed with Jay-Z and Rock Nation. He had this crazy buzz. He made a couple tracks with uh just blaze uh exhibit a exhibit c he's been featured on a lot of songs um back mostly earlier on around that same time he was uh probably the biggest song he was on uh with control with um big sean and kendrick lamar and everybody remembers that song because of kendrick lamar's verse and how he called out everybody um he's been on you know songs with a lot of people he jay-z mac miller um talib kuali um shit man well jay jay electronica was this great mc back 10 years ago when he first uh came out that has such a huge buzz this guy was the next dude this is like 
even before Kendrick, like he was the next guy before Kendrick blew up because they both kind of started gaining buzz around the same time. And I remember when J Electronica was like 2009, 2010, when J Electronica started to like really um, gain gain a buzz. Uh, Kendrick Lamar was starting to pop off at that time as well. J Cole was starting to pop off as well at that time, and um, Drake was um, Drake was uh, already you know ha- having hits all over the place. Um, but th- this was like a new you know all the new school rappers around that time. Big Crit was starting to make waves and uh i just remember out of all these young talented dudes out man because that was a really really good resurgence from 2009 2010 where all these young rappers after like a period of like just whackness and a bunch of bullshit coming out like there's a lot of there's a group of you know young talented rappers that all kind of came up around the same time that kind of revived like hip-hop and uh these put lyricism back into the game and that was, you know, Kendrick, J. Cole, um, Big Crit. Um, and I'll, you know, I'll throw Drake in there because, that, you know, he was he was making waves. And even though, like, I don't put him on that same class of, you know, MC as the other guys. Um, and then, you know, J. Electronica. And I just, I just remember J. Electronica just stood out so much more than everybody else at that time. Even more so than Kendrick and J. Cole. That's how, that's how highly I thought of J. Electronica at that time, man. Like he was the next dude. Like he reminded me of a, of a, a Nas mixed with Biggie and MF Doom. It was just his. He was. He had a great background story. He had like that, kind of like that, that MF Doom style. No, but like MF Doom style, f- like lyricism and flow, but with like a Biggie, Biggie confidence and Biggie swag. And he like that flow a little bit too, and there was times when he really sounded like Nas at times too. Like he, he was just this this mixture of like all these great MCs mixed in one, and he was supposed to be the next dude, like the next like big time rapper that was gonna like just take over the the game. And he signed a Rock Nation, and it looked like it was his time was coming, and then. Uh, and uh we're still waiting on his debut album 10 years later so so um he went on twitter the other day and said he was gonna drop his album and um you know at first i laughed and i think a lot of people laughed at first and like oh here we go again motherfucker like there you go again saying the same shit like he said this at least three or four times before in the past um so again you know wrong you know nobody's believing him but then um jay-z is liking liking all of his tweets, man. So, you know, Jay, Jay doesn't really, Jay-Z doesn't go on Twitter often. So when he, when he's on Twitter, it's something serious, you know? So, so he went on after like Jay, like trying to uh, post his string of uh, tweets, uh, album done coming out in 40 days is recorded over this time period. Uh, uh, he had a, you know, that's uh, he's like, I got a song featured with Jay-Z and, and uh, blah. And then, okay. Everybody's, taking it for bullshit like we won't believe it till we see it we you know you've done this to us before but then uh jay jay liked his tweets all those tweets so like oh shit maybe it is coming out so so uh from what from what it feels like it looks like it's finally coming out man and 
even though it's been this long and I don't, you know, I stopped checking for J Electronica a long time ago. I'm not going to lie. I'm still going to listen to it first day it comes out. I'm still going to be excited. I'm still, you know, I'm definitely not like at the, uh, where I was back then where like I was so anticipated, uh, I was so anticipating this album, but, um, I'm still definitely going to have high expectations for it. And, uh, hopefully it's great. You make us wait this long. I, I hope it's, you know, something out of this world. So, so, um, I just want to talk about that real quick. Cause I, I found it funny that Jay Electronica said he's finally dropping the album. And, and if it does come out, it's, you know, 10 years after he first signed with Rock Nation. So like, you know, it took him long enough, but, but we'll see, man. Um, yeah, we'll see about, well, about Jay Electronica's album, uh, other stuff in hip hop going out. Little Wayne dropped an album, Funeral. I thought it was cool. I thought it was too long, uh, way too long. And I think that hurt the album because there were some, there were some good songs on there for sure. Uh, but like half of the songs were also like, not that they were bad or terrible. It's just like, you know, they didn't really add to the album and make it any better. So I felt like if Little Wayne shortened that album up and made it more cohesive, it would have been a better listen. Um, Eminem had music to be murdered by that came out a couple weeks now. Uh, we didn't really talk about that much, but, um, again, it's kind of a little bit the same thing with Lil Wayne where it just is too long. It was too long for me. Um, I liked Eminem's album more than Wayne's album. I'll say that, um, Eminem can still, can still wrap his ass off. That's never going to be a problem. Um. I think he struggles nowadays with songwriting as far as like putting together like a really good song that sounds good and and kind of touches people and gets to people. He can he can he's always going to be able to do the rapidly rap fast rapping and he can he's always going to be able to flow his ass off. But like, what are you really saying? Are you connecting to people? I think that's where Eminem kind of struggles. Um, where, that's where he struggles with now as he's gotten older with that part of as the, the game has changed music hip-hop has changed and and uh, I think he struggled with that change where where he just doesn't really know how to fit in as well and that's hurt him some but he's still a great rapper um I thought music to be murdered murdered by was pretty good um and, and yeah what hurts it was some of the just some of the the, uh, the hooks and um, some of the beats, but man, like those features are sick, man. Slaughterhouse, uh, you had, you know, Royce always killing it. Cricket, Cricket Eye, or King Cricket, he goes by now. Uh, that was, you know, he killed it. And there was, there was some, I thought it was Eminem's best album in, in years. So I'll give him that. And, and he's still, he's still always going to be a legend. So, um, yeah, so we'll see what what goes on with Jay Electronica's album, um, and uh, I just <laughs> just look kind of funny, man. So uh, hopefully that hopefully the album does come out and you get something great from it. So yeah. Last thing I want to talk about on this uh, this podcast is um, a little NBA talk. I just want to uh, catch up a little bit with you guys about my thoughts on this NBA season, uh, what the Lakers are doing and, um, how their season's going and, um, trade deadline just passed. Lakers didn't get anybody. Uh, Darren Collinson, I was really hoping Darren Collinson was going to sign with the Lakers, but he's going to stay retired. 
and uh, that kind of sucks because I feel like we really need a point guard that can you know handle the ball and play make for others when LeBron's out on the court create offense for others you know make a three you know it's all good Rondo just Rondo just had a great game so we'll, we'll see if that keeps up maybe maybe now that he knows he's his job is safe you know he's still gonna get that playing time he's maybe will play better but um Clippers made a move they they traded for Marcus Morris and uh they're just adding adding like building upon what what one of their strengths is already which was like physical defenders and you know tough minded people um Morris is just like another one of those dudes that you know another one of those bodies that they can throw out LeBron you know they can you know mix it up with him and he can uh, he can you know create his own shot too so I think that was that was a pretty big ad for the Clippers I'm not gonna lie and uh it looks like it's gonna be between the Lakers and the Clippers as we head into the All-Star break and and uh you know only about 30 games left in this regular season and uh uh, Clippers are kind of right behind the Lakers for that number one number one spot in the West. Um, it's, you know the Lakers, they're they're obviously in, having a great season. They're in first in the West. They've been in the first all year long. Um, but I think I do think it's going to be tough to get to get past the Clippers come playoff time, man. I just see how that team matches up with the Lakers and. And I feel like the big difference is going to be AD. I think LeBron's going to do his thing. He's going to do what he can. But uh, the way the way the Lakers are going to get past the Clippers is AD. AD has to like really come up big. You know, he has to be like a closer. He, you know, he's had that huge size differential on the Clippers. That's the one thing where the Lakers can. That's the one strength the Lakers have over the Clippers is their size. You know, with the with AD and Dwight Howard and JaVel McGee, um, Clippers only have the only seven footer they have is Zubac. You know, and uh, Montrezl Harrell, as great as he is, is only like well, like six seven, six eight. Uh, I know he's a tough defender, but you know the Lakers got to take advantage of his of him being undersized. And and uh, the two times they've played the Clippers so far, the Lakers haven't took advantage of that. So so. Um, that's why I think AD has to just really beast, like, be like Shaq, you know, in the playoffs, like, drop 40 and 20, like, and take over inside, man, because that's going to be the Lakers' big advantage. Um, Got to wear them down that way. So, uh, we'll see how the season ends up. Uh, Lakers, uh, you know, in a good spot heading to the All-Star break, and uh, and uh, we'll see how it goes, man. My boy D'Lo got traded to the T-Wolves. You know, uh, D'Lo is one of my favorite players uh, since the Lakers drafted him. I was I was a big D'Lo fan when the Lakers had him. So I've been following his career a lot. And kind of kind of wish he worked out with the Warriors just because the Warriors are a winning franchise. And I, and I want I really want D'Lo to be on a winning a winning team. I know, the you know, the Warriors are hurt this year and they're they're not good, but you know they're going to be back to a winning team next year you know, with a healthy Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. And and uh, I just I want I kind of wanted D'Lo to fit in with them and be a part of them because, you know, even if he would have been the third option there, he still would have been on, like, a championship-containing team possibly. And I want to see him do good, be on good teams. And now that he's on the T-Wolves, yeah, he's going to get, you know, he's going to put up a lot of points. Him and Kat, our best friends, are going to, 
put up some, you know, pretty big numbers together, but I don't know if there's going to be a lot of winning going on. You know, I don't really see any, you know, that team working out or, you know, building a winning team. So kind of, you know, it, it is what it is. I kind of, I'm kind of afraid he's going to be like on losing teams a lot in his career. And it's kind of suck. Cause you know, I follow all the all the young Lakers that they've traded away. D'Lo, uh, Brandon Ingram having an all-star year for New Orleans. And I think I do think that team's going in the right direction. I don't think it's going to be a losing team for much longer. I do think that team's going to be a playoff team, you know, pretty soon, within the next year or two. So, um, you know, Clarkson's playing on a good team with the Jazz. I'm really happy for Clarkson, for him to be on a, to be back on a, oh, not even back. This is like the first time he's been on a good team. Um, other than like that first year he got traded to Cleveland where you, you know, got to the finals with LeBron, but good to see Clarkson being a big, big part of, um, a playoff team. So, um, um, Julius Randle's not having that good of a year with the Knicks. Knicks are just horrible as always. So, so uh, I don't know how I got off on, you know, with these, these former Laker kids, but, uh, um, you know, I just always wish them well. I hope they, you know, they play on good teams. But, um, yeah, we'll see what happens the rest of the season. Um, Lakers, Lakers going into the all-star break with, you know, being a number one seed. Uh, but I do think they need to, they need to step it up to another level if they want to win the, win the championship. Got to win it for Kobe. Come on, man. Um, oh, another thing I want to talk about, Mookie Betts being officially a Dodger and I'm fucking happy. <laughs> Mookie, uh, Mookie Betts just joining that, that lineup or, uh, that already, you know, deep lineup that the Dodgers have. It's going to be an exciting season. And, you know, it's for Do- as Dodger fans, it's been pretty frustrating th- this off season, knowing all the cheating that went on with the Astros and feeling like we got robbed in, in 2017. And, and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want the Dodgers to, to, to be handed that trophy from 2017. I know there was a petition going on by like LA Council or something that about stripping the title from the Astros and giving it to the Dodgers. Nah, I don't, I don't want the Dodgers to to be handed that trophy. I want the I want them to uh, I want to see them win it on the field. You know, celebrate in that moment and not after the fact. Not three years after the fact. Oh, you know, here you go. Like that takes away all the emotion and you know all the happiness uh, when the Dodgers finally do win win the championship. And that's going to be a great feeling when they finally do. So, so I was in favor of Astros, you know, getting it stripped away, but I don't want to see them, see the, see it get handed to the Dodgers. But, you know, it was a frustrating off season. It was a frustrating year, you know, having 106 wins and losing in the first round and the divisional series to the, to the um, Nationals. So, but man, you know, there, here we go again. We have the best lineup that I've ever seen them have, you know, with Mookie Betts now joining is exciting. And, and I do think, man, I feel, I, I feel good about this year. I'm not going to predict anything. I'm not going to jinx. I don't want to say anything crazy, but I feel really good about this year for the Dodgers and the season's coming up and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited, man. So, um, so yeah, I'm just happy the front office finally kind of made a major move because it really, it really looked like they're just going to come in with the same team and, not making really any big changes so so uh they they got one of the best players in baseball uh in his prime so and hopefully they can keep him long term so 
So, yeah, man, I'm going to end this podcast there. Uh, thank you for joining this one. Uh, a little shorter than most of our other ones. Um, just did this one solo today. And uh, for Creative Collision, this is Saeed. Check it out. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Uh, 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 uh.